0: Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Good morning. Good morning. Well, loud, loud. Thank you. Lord. Thank you. Lord. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning, hey y'all. Let me go. Go. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I love you. Good morning. On you, I decided I'ma on you. Wait on you. On you On you On you On you Keep traces of you. you. People running never get tired. I'll find you. you. Thank you, Lord. Nobody does it like you. How so and So I can catch it when I'm Thank you, Lord. Savior and King of Glory. Me. My God, where is this loose here? Thank you. I See, I believe, that believe that he's coming back for me. me. Thank you, Lord. So strong, Thank you, Father. I never let him go. I Thank you, Lord. So I Thank you, Father. No matter how long it takes, <laughs> on you. you, on you, on you, on you, thank you, Laura. on you, on you, thank you, Lord, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. My God. Thank you, Father. <laughs> thank you, 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 thank you. I'ma wait on you, my God. I'ma wait I'ma wait I'ma wait, I'm wait. Thank you, Lord. I'ma wait on you, I'ma wait on you Thank you, thank you, my God. Thank you, Lord. I don't It's True. Waiting on you. I'm waiting on you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My goodness. Woo! Expecting Angela. Woo! Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm going to wait on him. Woo! Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Lord God, we thank you. Woo! Thank you for grace. We thank you for mercy. My God. And we thank you for super natural strength to wait on you. We thank you for your glory. We thank you for waking us up this morning. We thank you for the activities of our limbs. We thank you, Lord God, for clothing us in our right minds. We thank you, Father God, for giving us strength to our bones. My God, we thank you for giving us strength to our bones, Lord. We thank you for giving us strength to our bones, Father God know who did that but that's getting on my nerves we, we thank you lord god for giving us strength to our bones my god supernatural strength strength beyond our understanding strength beyond the capacity of what we thought we need we thank you lord god for your supernatural strength lord my god we thank you for your patience with us we thank you for keeping us we thank you Father God for how well you love us. We thank you Father God for keeping us from dangers seen and unseen. We thank you Lord God for clothing us in our right mind. We thank you Lord God for making us more than conquerors and more than uh, overcomers. We plead the blood of Jesus over this day. We plead the blood of Jesus over our mind. We plead the blood of Jesus over our thoughts. We plead the blood of Jesus over our homes. We We plead the blood of Jesus over our cars. We plead the blood of Jesus over our sons and over our daughters. We thank you, Lord God, for memory retention, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that we are able to remember things, that we do not walk around with um, forgetfulness, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that we are anchored in your truth and anchored in your word. And as we meditate on your word day and night, ooh, We begin to experience victory. We begin to experience victory in our home. We begin to experience victory in our jobs. We begin to experience victory wherever we go, victory in our family. We thank you, Father God, for supernatural strength. We thank you for your supernatural power. My God. We thank you for uncommon wisdom and unusual visitations today that we see the hand of the Lord like never, ever, ever before. Ooh, thank you, Lord. That we see and experience your hand, my God, like never before. We thank you for fresh grace and brand new mercies, my God. And we thank you, Lord God, that every plan of the enemy that tries to attack us My God, he shall not, will not advance. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. No demon, no devil in hell shall come near our dwelling. Why? Because you are the God that is for us. You are Jehovah Gabor and you go to war for us. Oh, old Ancient of days. We thank you, Lord God, for your power. We thank you, Lord God, for your presence. We thank you, Father God, for positioning us. We thank you, Father God, for your provision. We thank you, Lord God, for daily bread. Ooh, my God. You said in your word, they that wait upon the Lord. Ooh, thank you, Father God. They that wait upon the Lord. My God. We thank you, Father God, for your word this morning. We thank you for quickening us and strengthening us in your word. Ooh, my, 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 my. We thank you for quickening quickening us and strengthen us in your word my god we thank you lord god we thank you for the spirit of truth my god we put on our full armor today we put on our full armor today lord god we put on our full armor today lord god my god we place on the helmet of salvation the breastplate of righteousness. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We gird ourselves, my God, with the spirit of truth. My God, I thank you. We gird ourselves with the spirit of truth. We gird our loins with truth this morning. We live in your truth. We walk in your truth. We thank you, Father God. We thank you for fresh grace. My God, we will live in nothing but the truth. My God. We live in nothing but the truth, Lord God. Woo! We thank you, Lord God. We are girding ourselves with your truth. According to the word. This is Isaiah 40. I'm going to start at the 27th verse. And this is at the Message Bible. It says, why would you ever complain? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. 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 Oh. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. Ah. He said, "Why would you ever complain?" Ooh. <laughs> My God, oh God, <laughs> or why? Why would you ever complain? Or why? My God, Father, forgive us for complaining and whining. Can, can I just? Can I do go there? Can I tell you what it means to complain? <laughs> can I tell you? Because sometimes we don't even realize Ooh. we complaining. Ooh. We don't even realize we complaining. My God, my God. When we complain. So what it means to complain, it means to express dissatisfaction or annoyance about something. To express feelings of pain, dissatisfaction, or resentment. um, To say that something is wrong or not satisfactory. To express grief, pain, or discontent. To express resentment or displeasure. Ooh. Oh 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 my God so what what const constitute see complaining is not informing right um complaining is not to be confused with informing someone we inform someone of a mistake or a deficiency so that it can be put right they're not the same they're not the same hey insta hey youtube hey facebook they are not the same thing oh lord forgive me right (laughs) complaining is not informing right we inform right so a mistake or a deficiency can be corrected. Ooh. Oh, ooh. ooh, 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 my God. Oh. So when we complain, we express dissatisfaction or annoyance about something. We express feelings of pain or dissatisfaction or resentment. We express grief, pain, or discontent. Ooh, my God. <laughs> Or we express resentment, displeasure. We habitually grumble. Oh. Oh my God. My God. Can I give you just a few? Uh, can I get you? I'm gonna give you that in just a second. So complaining is not informing someone of a mistake or a deficiency so that uh it can be put right, right? right? Oh my God. And to refrain from complaining, when we refrain from complaining, when we choose not to complain, come on now, it doesn't mean we're putting up with, qual- with bad behavior. That's not what we're doing. With bad quality or bad behavior, that's, that's not what I'm doing. But we have to watch the difference between complaining, oh Jesus, <laughs> complaining and informing when we inform, we stick to the facts. Oh, the Lord own one. Come on now. We're getting a lesson this morning. We're getting a heart lesson this morning. Lord, I thank you for this. Thank you for this. When we complain, when we complain, it's, it's, um, we, so we stick to the facts. Like, um, my soup is cold, right? Here you go. Can you take this back? My soup is cold. When we complain, how dare you serve me um, cold soup? How dare you treat me like that? Oh, 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 Lord, forgive us. So when I am informing you something is wrong, I am sticking to the facts. Oh, Jesus. When I am complaining... It comes with all the extra, ooh, Jesus. Father God, thank you, Father God, for, ooh, hold on, y'all. Oh, my God. Ooh, Lord, forgive me. Oh, my God. Father, forgive me for complaining. Forgive me for murmuring. My God. So, there's the difference, right? So, he's saying here, why would you ever complain? Why would you ever complain? Ooh, ooh. Why would you ever whine? We're going to talk about whining in just a second. My God, Lord, help us this morning to not be complainers. Help us this morning to stick to the facts. Oh, Jesus. Oh, 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 oh. So reasons, here are reasons why we complain. Oh, my God. I'm just going to give you some reasons why we complain. See, the Lord has to present the truth to us. My God. So we get out of our own way. The Lord has to present the truth to us. Remember, we're still dealing with the soil of our heart. He's still breaking up fallow ground and pulling things out of our hearts that do not line up with him, right? So this morning, here we are. He said, why would you ever complain? <laughs> so here are the reasons why we complain. One, we complain to get attention. Ooh. Come on now, we complain to get attention. We have an innate need to be acknowledged, and we'll complain to be noticed. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, 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 Can I tell you what that looks for us like in the spirit when we don't want to wait on God? Ooh. When we don't trust God to be God? Oh my God! When we don't want to wait on God, when we don't trust God to be God, right? When we don't believe that waiting on God is going to prove to be any benefit to us, then what we start to do is we complain so we can get attention. Oh, oh my God, my God. If we paused before we let stuff come out of our mouth, Lord, let the words of our mouth And the meditation of our heart. Oh, my God. Be acceptable in your sight. You are our strength. You are our redeemer. Lord, put a guard over our mouth. Help us to show the places and the spaces in which we've been complaining. My God, in which we've been complaining. In which we haven't kept our focus on you. So, one, we complain. My God. My God, can I tell you something? Don't resist this. Don't hold back from this. I know it's hard. We complain. My God. When we want attention. Remember, giving information is sticking to the facts. Complaining is adding all that extra to it. My God. So we complain, my God, when we want to be noticed. Ooh, my God. I ain't got time for that. Ooh, that's complaining. Ooh, you ain't gonna treat me that way. That's complaining. Come on now. We also complain when we wanna res- remove responsibility from ourselves. I'm going to go. I'm out. Can I check out this morning? Can I check out this morning? Can somebody else come sit here and teach this lesson? Ooh, Holy Spirit, you own one this morning. We also complain when we want to remove responsibility. I'm out. Lord, you somehow we complain Ooh, when we want to remove responsibility. Ooh. Um, when the situation is too difficult, or the task, and we want to remove responsibility from ourselves, oh my God! Right? When we want, when we want to remove responsibility, then we'll complain. When we want to place the responsibility on somebody else, we'll we'll complain. When we when we want to um, we want to remove responsibility, we'll talk, we'll start talking about the impossibilities. Ooh. How are we going to do that? It's impossible to do that. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. Remember Moses started complaining about the people. He's like, they ain't going to listen to me. They disobedient. And God was like, no, I'm God. Right. Um, When we start complaining, when it's impossible, when there are things that are presented in our life that we think it's impossible, how am I going to be a single mama and do all this? Oh, my God. That's still complaining. We complain when we want to remove responsibility. I'm going home today. <laughs> I can't deal with the Lord today. We complain when we want to remove responsibility. We don't want to deal with the responsibility of what's been asked of us. Oh, I got all these kids in here and y'all ain't even listening to me. Ain't nobody asked you to have all them kids. <laughs> you had all them kids. Ooh. Oh, my God. Oh, I got all these mouths to feed. You had all them kids. My God. Thank you, Lord God, for fresh grace. My God. You prayed, as God, Lord, for the job. Lord, give me the job. Give me the job. Then we get the job, and we don't want the responsibility that comes with the job, ask for the marriage, and we don't want the responsibility that comes for the marriage, ask for the business, and we don't want the responsibility of what comes from marriage. Anytime we find ourselves complaining, oh, it's impossible, we can't do all that other stuff, you're trying to remove responsibility from yourself. You don't believe that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Oh, Jesus, my God my God. So another reason we complain is to inspire envy. We're complaining um, to inspire envy. We're complaining and it's really a form of bragging. Oh my God. Oh my God. If I was in charge, things would be better. If you would just do things my way. Oh, holy spirit if you would just do things my way things would turn out differently if they would just listen to me if they would just take my ideas ooh, my, i'm really saying i'm better than you oh my god in the name of jesus we also complain right um uh, for power oh we complain because of power. My God. We want to have power. Ooh. so <laughs> Ooh. he's shooting at us all and we can't duck this round. Power. We also complain because we want to have power. My God. Over others instead of power with others. Ooh, my God. So we start complaining so we can exert our power. My God. Here's the reasons why. Here's why you need to listen to me. Ooh, here's why you need to be on my side. Here's why you need to do it my way. Here's, my way. here's why my way is the right way. Oh, my God. And the last reason we complain is because we have an excuse for poor performance. Go. I didn't make this up. This is an acronym I found. It's actually the acronym spells out gripe. <laughs> it's I didn't make this up. It's an acronym I found. It spells out GRIPE. We last one E. We excuse before performance. When we complain why we didn't do what we were supposed to do, woo, it's because we want you to excuse our poor performance. Well, I couldn't, I couldn't do it because. I didn't have the resources. I, I couldn't do it because I, I woke up late. Ooh. I, I could I couldn't do it because, you know, it seemed too hard. I couldn't, I really couldn't do it because um, I didn't have enough time. That's an excuse for poor performance and it's a method of complaining. My God. And we gotta be mindful of these. Cause God hears God saying to us, I didn't even know he's going in this direction. He's God saying to us? Why would you ever complain? Ooh, Lord, forgive us for complaining. Holy Spirit, make us conscious. Open our heart. Ooh my God. To state the facts and to not be whiners and complainers. This is habits. You don't have to form these. Can I tell you something? Even when we try to tell our story of how things happened, and we're always presenting ourselves as a victim, but not in victory. That's a form of, form of complaining. Can we talk about whining for just a second? Thank you, Lord. Oh my God, cause sometimes we don't know we complainers. Sometimes we don't know we complainers. Sometimes we don't know we whiners, right? So when, when, we, when we operating in these things, we don't even recognize it because it's been language that we use and things that we have done for so well, right? So what does it mean to whine, to complain, Or protest in a childish or annoying fashion. (laughs) (laughs) It's a complaint uttered in a sustained high-pitched tone. You don't love me. You don't never think about me. You don't never consider me. You forgot about me. You don't care about my feelings. Complaining. My God. Whining, complaining, griping. Oh, Jesus. Lord, I thank you for your word this morning. Lord, charge us up in your word this morning. Father God, forgive us for complaining this morning. My God. My God. So, so here's God saying to Israel. He says, Why would you ever complain? Why 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 would you ever whine? Oh my God. Why would you ever complain? Why would you ever whine? My God, we have to watch spiritual gaslighting. We have to, um, we we have to watch. My God, all these things that we even do spiritually that we don't even recognize that we're doing. My God, this is high childish, high pitched griping and complaining. Like, yeah, yeah, and nobody ever thinks of me. Nobody recognizes me, and nobody ever acknowledges me, and nobody ever. Nobody ever thanks me. Nobody ever, that's whining and complaining. <laughs> whining and com, complaining. Whining and complaining. And nobody, ever, and, then the, and nobody ever tells me, mm-mm, that's whining and complaining. Well, I'm just saying, I'm speak because here's what we'll close it in. I'm speaking up for myself. No, when I speak up for myself, I tell the truth. And if I look at the reality and truth of the situation, somebody has probably already acknowledged me. It may not be the person that I want to acknowledge me. I'm finna go home. (laughs) I'm finna go home. It may not be the person, Julia, might not be the person that, that I want to acknowledge me. Come on, Julia. May not be the person that I want to sign off on me. May not be the person that I want to see, right? But God sees and knows all. Might not be my kids in this moment. Might not be... My mom may not be the person I'm taking care of, but God sees off. So everybody is not not acknowledging me. It just may not be the person ooh, that I want to acknowledge me. It just may not be the person that I'm looking for to sign off on me. It may just not be the person... We, you might have a whole nother group of people over here loving you, esteeming you, um, bragging on you, boasting on you, loving on you. And you won't even see those people. Because you focus on the people that you think should respond to you. You focus on all the people you think that should acknowledge you. But you're really caught up in murmuring and complaining. Because Colossians 3.23 tells us what? Do everything unto the lord he sees all he knows all and if my heart's attitude is right oh if my heart's attitude is right towards the things of god and that i recognize everything that i'm doing is unto reasonable service that i'm not gonna worry or complain about well you know you need to feel appreciated god appreciates you man may not have the capacity to appreciate you the way that god will appreciate you or these you know how i feel that might not be your group of people That just may not be your group of people. You may just be there to pour into those people. And then you accelerate and get recognition somewhere else. My God. So he says, oh, that's so powerful. He says, why would you ever complain, O Jacob, or whine, Israel saying? Right? And he says, this is what they were saying. God law has lost track of me. Ooh. Can I say you something? This is why you got to check yourself and make sure that when you're doing things, you're not doing things for, for people. <laughs> am I doing this unto to the Lord? Or am I doing this unto people? My God. Because if I'm doing this unto the Lord. Then I understand God sees me and knows all. If I'm doing it unto people, it's going to look different. If I accepted the assignment because I'm looking for what people say, If I accepted the assignment because I'm looking for somebody to pat me on my back. Ooh! My God, even my God, even as a parent or a wife, right? If I'm, if I'm doing the things that I'm supposed to do for my kids, my God, my God, oh Jesus, <laughs> then even if they, they don't appreciate me, right? Um, then guess what? I know that God has a value and appreciation for me doing what I'm supposed to do for Him. <laughs> him, Him. Him, him, him. So Colossians three twenty three. Work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. My God. Lord, help us to do work for you and not people. I love this. Thank you. He says, this is what he was saying. Israel was saying. He says, oh, why would you ever whine or complain? Israel saying, God has lost track of me. Ooh. He knocking on the door this morning. When we whine or when we complain. Ooh, come on now. When we whine or when we complain. My God, forgive us for whining and complaining. Forgive us for griping, Lord God. Forgive us, forgive us for griping and whining and complaining against you. When we whine or when we complain. Woo! What we're saying is, God has lost track of me. Woo! Come on now. When God really has something for me at a point in time. My God. I wrote something down on my paper today. Oh, Lord, I thank you for unusual stamina. I thank you for unusual strength. I thank you for unusual obedience. Ooh, my God. So he said, what I'm really doing when I'm whining and complaining is saying God has lost track of the situation. Oh, Jesus. 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 Jesus, Jesus, that's what I'm saying. God has lost track. When I start whining and complaining about my marriage, when I start whining and complaining about my kids, when I start whining and complaining about my job, I'm really saying that God has lost track of the situation. Oh, God has not lost track of your situation. Remember, my God, the difference between complaining and information. Information states the fact. Complaining, my God, has all the extra, extra, da-da-da-da-da. No, my God, we will not complain. We will not be complainers, my God. We say God has lost track of the situation when we start complaining. He says, so why do you ever complain on Jacob or why, Israel, saying, God has lost track of me. My God. Father God, forgive us for whining and complaining. Show us the places in our lives in which we've been whining, complaining, and acting as if you lost track of us. Acting as you, as if you lost track of the situation. When you already promised us in your word that you would supply all of our needs according to your riches and glory. All of our needs, God cannot, he cannot lose track. Come on now. My God, God never leaves us. He never forsakes us. True to his word. Ooh, true to his word. My God, even when we try to go present the situation, my God, because some of us act like little gatherers. We want to always gather people on our side to prove that we're right. Ooh we we gotta go tell the story to somebody else hoping that they'll give us confidence and we're right because maybe we haven't heard god respond on the situation or wait maybe we haven't seen god move in the situation so we go tell somebody else the story gathering little people to come to our defense gathering little people to support when god is like i have not lost track of this situation. Ooh. I have not I have not lost track of I've not lost track of this situation. I'm I'm not every promise of mine is eight yes and amen. I'm not lost track of this situation. Right. We will build up complaints. We don't even realize we building up complaints against god. Because we think we're we think we waiting on people, but we're really waiting on God. Ephesians tells us clearly, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Oh my God. The assignment against your life that's been so heavy has not been a fleshly wrestle. That's why the enemy, that's why God said in this word, do everything without murmuring and complaining. That's why he told Paul, when Paul said, can you get this thorn out of my flesh? And Paul was like, look. And God was like, look, my grace can sustain you even when the thorn is in your flesh. Come on, y'all. You're not wrestling with a flesh and blood. You're wrestling against a principality. Can I show you what a principality looks like? Remember when he told um, Timothy, God is not giving us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. Clear back the words, a spirit of fear. Oh, Jesus. A spirit of fear fear. Oh, my God. A spirit of fear has been trying to come against you. Oh, come on. It's power on this this morning. It's a spirit of fear that's been tracking and tracing you in the spirit. It's a spirit of fear that's been trying to track your progress. It's a spirit of fear that's been trying to make you lose your mind. It's a spirit of fear fear my god that has not that's been trying to steal your joy it's a spirit of fear that's afraid i'm not gonna move if i move out i'll be on this state you know if i get out of being comfortable i'm not gonna move i'm just gonna kind of stay right here i'm gonna work this same country that's a spirit of fear. i'm not gonna walk into the ministry god asked me to that's a spirit of fear <laughs> that's a spirit of fear <laughs> There's a spirit coming against you. That's why he was like, You're not wrestling against flesh and blood. So early this morning, when the Lord is saying to us, I need yourself, I need you to gird yourself in truth against what complaining and what whining is, right? Because the complaining and the whining is attached to something. Ooh! The complaining and the whining is attached to something. It's 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 attached and rooted in something that's trying to take your power. It's attached and rooted in something that's trying to take your peace. It's attached and rooted in something that's trying to keep you from being steadfast. Come on, Jess, give me the scripture "But immovable and always abiding in the work of the Lord. That's what, that's a spirit. (laughs) That's a spirit. So we wrestling against principalities. you wrestling against a spirit that's trying to take your power and trying to take your mind. Woo! And to keep you from walking in love because the scripture is continuous to tell us our faith walk is in love. Woo! Come on, I'm going to say it one more time. Our faith walk is in love. My God, that's a spirit. There's a spirit you've been wrestling against. You ain't wrestling against flesh and blood. You're wrestling against a spirit. You're wrestling against a principality that wants to keep you out of peace. That's why it always keeps you in cycles of murmuring and complaining. And you think you're murmuring and complaining against people. But guess what? You're really murmuring and complaining against God. Come on, Holy Spirit. Teach this morning one. so if the spirit is present and it's taking your power oh and it's confusing your mind oh jesus and it's disturbing your love walk that's a spirit that's a principality my god and the reason that principality can i tell you something see we don't really understand how things work in the spirit realm the enemy is so decisive. This is what he loves. So something doesn't work out the way that you want it to work out or it looks like God is not moving. The enemy is cyclic. He loves to keep you bound in the same places. So something has not moved or has not worked out at the way that you want to. The enemy loves to apply a certain amount of pressure on you because he's watched you enough to know your breaking point. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out i'm out. I'm out i'm I gotta go he he's watched you enough to know your breaking point. He knows where he can step on your toes. he knows what's too much for you because if you've presented yourself in the same way every time, come on holy spirit you've presented yourself you've responded at the same amount of pressure my god at the same amount of pressure. At the same time, you presented yourself, right? How have you responded in the same amount of pressure at the same amount of time? What have you reverted back to doing? Ooh. Yeah. what have you reverted back to doing on the same amount of pressure at the same amount of time? He studies your patterns. He knows you. He knows your responses. He knows just at the point of which you'll break. He knows just at the point of which you'll wait up. And on the other side of this is Jesus waving his hand saying, "Look, I was already bruised with your iniquities. I was already chastised by your peace. I took on all your pain. I got the peace you need. I need you to just keep your eyes locked on me. (laughs) I just need you to keep your eyes locked on me. Come on, y'all. I just need you to keep your focus here. I don't need you to have your focus anywhere else. When Peter was out on the water, right? Lord, bid me to come. Like all of us, Lord, bid me to come. Lord, come on. It's so much in this this morning. When Peter was out on the water, Lord, bid me to come. Lord, he's he gets out of the boat. He's coming. He's walking on water. The reason he has not sunk is because his focus is on Jesus. It's not that the winds and the waves are not present. Oh, come on, y'all. It's not that the winds and the waves were not present. It's not that the water was not evident. It was not that he was not in an impossible situation. The difference in Peter's situation was from the moment that he put his eyes on Jesus to the moment that he took his eyes off Jesus. Oh, my God. The point from which he took his eyes off Jesus to the moment he took the, 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 all the circumstances from the time that he got, the storm was already brewing. Uh, the storm, the storm was already brewing. And even if the storm came out of nowhere, my God, the situation, the elements for a storm, the impossible situation that he was in, the difference between the time he sunk, oh my God, from the time he sunk to the time, was he took his eyes off Jesus. So you wrestle. Not against a flesh and blood. You're wrestling against a principalities. You're wrestling against a darkness, right? The only reason that he took his eyes off Jesus was because the spirit of fear. The spirit of fear applied pressure. The spirit of fear applied pressure. My God, the spirit of fear. And see, I always say fear was probably his homeboys like it was probably a bunch of stuff, the spirit of fear applied pressure just to the place that he knew he would break, oh come on now, he applied pressure just to the place, so he steps out, he gets out of the boat, he's gonna walk on water, come on Holy Spirit, he's there, he's believing, he's trusting, and then the winds and the ways. My God. But he forgot that it was yet Jesus's appointed time. He forgot that he had to go. That Jesus was making a, a disciple. He forgot his purpose. He forgot what God has come. Just at the time. As soon as he took his eyes off Jesus. And placed his eyes on the situation. The spirit of fear had won. <laughs> the spirit of fear had won. Why? Because the spirit of fear will always produce in you. And make you not Think you have power? Come on now, come on now. Not make you think you have power. My God, my God. Not make you think you operate in a sound mind. My God, and to pull you out of your love walk. Why? Because he knows what comes back complaining. Ooh! He knows what comes back complaining, griping, and whining. And he knows if he can get you complaining griping, and whining, you're going to be just like the children of Israel in the wilderness for 40 years. <laughs> that's it. This he, he knows that. If you can get you griping, complaining, and whining, you're going to be delayed. If he can get you griping, complaining, and whining, you're going to be in a cycle all over again. Because <sighs> that's your power. Because <laughs> he took your power. So, you wrestle not against us. You wrestling against a principality. My God. You wrestling against a spirit that's coming to take your power, that's coming to take your sound mind, and that's coming to kill your love walk. Because everything we have to do has to be faith exercised in love. <laughs> oh, Jesus. It has to be faith exercised in love. My God. So if he can keep you in that repetitive cycle, then it diminishes your capacity. It's not that you don't have victory. It's not that you're not supposed to walk in victory. It's not that you're supposed to live in victory. It diminishes your capacity for you to receive your victory. Because you took your eyes off God. I gotta go. Because you took your eyes off of God. And the minute we start murmuring or complaining or griping, it is proof and evident that our eyes are not on God my god father god i thank you i thank you for your word this morning i thank you for the quickening of your word i thank you for the sharpening of your word i thank you father god that your word is sharpened it's quickening it's dividing it's plucking it's uprooting it's removing my god the cycles and the patterns from our lives lord god For where we don't trust you, where we've left the eyes of our understanding, my God, where we have not been walking in truth, Lord God. Let me finish reading the last part of this. It says, Why would you ever complain, O Jacob, or whine Israel saying, God has lost track of me? He doesn't care what happens to me. Do you know anything? Have you been listening? Do you know anything? Have you been listening? Have you been listening? Do you know anything? Have you been listening? It says, thank you for this word. God doesn't come and go. (laughs) God doesn't come and go. God doesn't come and go. That's what this word says. God doesn't come and go. God, God doesn't come and he doesn't go. Even when Peter had got out the boat and he began to sink. Jesus grabs him by the hand and basically says, Peter, why you keep your eyes on me? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, Jesus. Come on now. God doesn't come and go. Even when Peter was sinking, Jesus grabs him up, right? Because he's mighty to save. Ooh, put that in your notes today. Even in my mistakes, God is mighty to save, right? And he says, he basically said, Peter, why you keep your eyes on me? <laughs> I already said upon this church I'm gonna build my rock. I already told you I got a great work for you to do. I already told you I got some stuff I've called you to do. I've already, I've already told you that. I've already told you you're gonna go do greater works than me. Why'd you why'd you take your uh, come on now? Why'd you take your eyes on me? It says, God doesn't come and go. Oh Jesus. God doesn't come and go. God never leaves us. God never forsakes us. There's so much power on this word. My God. It says, God does not come and go. This is the next part of the verse. It says, God lasts. (laughs) Lord, I thank you for lasting. I thank you. You are the everlasting God. It says, God doesn't come and go. God lasts. (laughs) God lasts. This is why you got to gird yourself in truth this morning. Oh, my God. Lord God, I thank you for the truth this morning that you last, that you last. He says, God, last." he said he's creator of all you can see or imagine. Ooh. Can, can I tell you this? But if I close my eyes, if I focus on the winds and the waves, come on, y'all. If I focus on the circumstance and situation, if my focus becomes Griping and complaining, right? Because he's gonna, he's the creator of all I can see and imagine. But if all I can see and imagine is what I don't have, if all I can see and imagine is what God is not doing, if all I can see and imagine is what hasn't happened yet, then can I be real true? I'm creating my own reality, (laughs) I'm creating my own reality if all i can see and imagine is the worst oh my god that's the point that peter began to sink when all he could see and imagine was the worst my god when really the spirit of fear remember the lord the, the the devil walks around like a roaring lion he's not a lion like a roaring lion fear False evidence appearing real. Presenting things that are really not real. Presenting like you don't have the victory. Presenting like you are overcome. When the winds and the waves presented themselves to Peter, ooh, then I'm pretty sure he closed his eyes. I'm out. I gotta go. I gotta go. I'm pretty sure when the winds and the waves appears, he closed his eyes instead of looking To the hills, which come, I'ma close my eyes. Mama, close my eyes on this. You ain't got no time in this season to close your eyes. You ain't got no time in this season to close your. You can't pretend like it ain't there. You can't pretend like it don't exist. You don't. You gonna have to fight. You gonna have to keep your eyes locked on Jesus. He gave you a sword. Come on, Holy Spirit. He gave you a sword. He's giving you the truth to fight the circumstances. He's already helped you overcome. He was already bruised for your iniquities, chastised for your peace. He already took on every strike, every punch, and every blow. He already said he'd make your enemy your footstool. You ain't got no time in this season to close your eyes. Oh, Jesus. You ain't got no time in this season, to guess at it, you ain't got no time in this season, to be murmuring, and complaining, whining, you'll have no time, to keep your eyes off Jesus, he says, he says, God does not come and go, God lasts, he's creator, of all you can see, or imagine, Psalms 23, he says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, oh my God, so perhaps if I'm wanting, oh my God, it's because I ain't got my eyes on you. Come on, y'all. My God, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. So then if I'm wanting, I got to get out of here. My God, somebody pulling this out of me today. If my the Lord is my shepherd and I'm wanting, my God, and I'm lacking, perhaps because my eyes aren't on you oh my god it said he's making me lie down in the green pastures he leads me beside still waters he restores my soul my god if my store my soul ain't being restored Perhaps I ain't got my eyes on you. Come on now. He said, Yea, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Woo! Here we come again. I will fear no evil. Even if I'm in the shadow, even if it looks like it's dying, even if it looks overwhelming, even if it looks consuming, even if it looks like it's not working, even if it looks like it's failing. He said, You ain't got to fear no evil. Because this is what you need to know. I got this. Woo! I gotta go. This is what he says here. He says, this is what he's saying to us. He says, let me tell you something. Even if it looks like it's dying, even if it looks gloomy, even if it looks like it's dead, he says, this is what you need to know. Don't fear no evil. The fear, the fear has got to go today. I'm not going to fear no evil for you are with me. (laughs) Your rod and your staff they were sent to comfort me. Your rod and your staff, they were sent to lead me. Your rod and your staff, they were sent to guide me. Come on now. Your rod and your staff, they were sent to protect me. My God. My God. See, and we think of a rod and a staff as a a bad thing. We don't serve an abusive God. My God the hedge of protection, the places he tells us not to go, the things that he tells us not to get involved in, the the, the times he tells us to stop. My God, when he's leading and guiding us and we do not understand, here is God saying, my rod and my staff are sent to comfort you. My God, he says, Prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Come on now. Y'all know I got a whole revelation of this. I got a whole table spread out in front of me. And there go my enemy, right? And I'm not messed up about the enemy. I'm not messed up about Satan plan. Why? Because I'm enjoying my food. <laughs> Somebody say, eat up this morning. Because I'm enjoying my food. My God. I'm not worried about the enemy. I'm not worried about his plots. I'm not worried about his plan. He ain't no lie. He look like a little kitty cat. I'm not spending my time and effort on my enemy. Why? Because he already told me he going to spread a table in front of me. Oh my, my, my job is to keep my focus on what he spread before me. Come on now. My job is to keep my focus on what he's put before me. Then he says, Thou anoint my head with oil. Ooh. Can I tell you something? <laughs> when the shepherd anoints and would put oil on the sheep, the point was to keep the bugs out. Ooh! The point was to keep the vermin out. The point, the point was to keep the pestilence away. That's the point of the anointing, the oil. So he said, he said, I anoint my air with oil. And I'm not just gonna anoint my hair with oil, I'm gonna let your cup run over. Ooh! See. We be trying to prove to our enemies God is good. No, let them see the table spread before you. <laughs> we be trying to prove to my enemies that God is on our side and God is working for us. No, just, just let them see the table spread before you. Let, let them see the anointing on your life. They'll see it. They'll recognize you ain't got to prove nothing. When the anointing is on your life, When the table is spread before you that god spread before you your enemies gonna know that it was god (laughs) your enemies gonna know is it god ain't got to prove nothing to know see when i prove when i prove again remember another part of complaining is boasting. boasting trying to boast in myself right i ain't got to prove nothing to my enemies i ain't got to prove that god is still god i just get to let god be god they going to know God, because my table going to be thick and fat, and the oil going to run freely. Ooh, I got to go. Oh, my, 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 my. I ain't got to say two words. I ain't got to say a mumbling word. I ain't got to prove how anointed I am. I ain't got to prove my appointment. I ain't got to prove what God is. My table going to be thick. My table going to be fat, and the oil going to flow from my life. Ooh. It's going to, oh, because it's got to overflow into someone else. My God. He says, so my, oh, my cup runneth over. Then he says, surely goodness and mercy. Come on. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Why? Because I dwell in the house of the Lord. <laughs> Ooh, but I cannot dwell in the house of the Lord if I'm murmuring and complaining. Ooh, my, 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 my. I cannot dwell in the house of the Lord. I'm murmuring and complaining. Ooh, Lord, I thank you for your word. Let me finish this up. He said he doesn't get tired. He said he's creator. All you can see and imagine. He doesn't get tired. He doesn't pause to catch his breath. And he knows everything inside out. He energizes those who get tired. But if I'm running ahead of you, Right? If I'm running without you, if I'm not running with God, if I'm running ahead of God, I'm gonna be tired. I'm not gonna be energized. He energizes those who get tired. Um, like when it's a supernatural strength you need on your life to run with God. I can't explain it. When people ask me, "How are you getting up every morning? How do you get up every morning at two thirty-three? Teach the devotional five days a week? Well, how do you do all this? Kids, all this is not me." <laughs> It's a supernatural strength on my life. It's an energy that I know only comes from God. I know it for a fact. Can I share this with y'all real quick and we're going to go. This is my own personal testimony. I told them this in Ladies Bible Study. Last Saturday, there was an attack on me emotionally. Sunday, um, I had a sinus headache out this world and I did not get sick. I'm just giving you this timeline for real. Sunday, I did not get sick. Monday, my radiator went out in my car. Tuesday, Josiah had an asthma attack. And Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, until this weekend, could not sleep. Thursday, my refrigerator went out. I'm just giving you the little timeline. Thursday, Friday, the, re- t- the refrigerator went out. G- still got called to the work of the Lord. Still c- called to all these other things that God has asked me to do. I promise you, I felt the grace of God last week like never before. Never before. I never felt his insurmountable grace and his power at this level. It was almost as if I was untouchable. It wasn't that the winds and the storms were not obeying and waving. It wasn't that the winds weren't there. It wasn't that the storms had not presented itself. Yes, everything that was going on that week, Josiah just, just first just got a good night's rest last night. Um, like It wasn't that the winds and the storms were not presenting themselves all week it was that he was energizing and he was giving me strength <laughs> he was energizing us and he was giving us strength God was supplying and giving me the grace to be able to handle and then the assignment because we got to learn how to obey and follow his unusual instructions even when we don't understand it and then his assignment to us on the devotional was rest. anybody remember that did anybody rest this weekend like he said? The assignment to, uh, for, for us was to rest. So then, when the assignment came for the weekend for us to rest, guess what I did? Rest. Because <laughs> he knew what I needed, right? He, he knew what I needed. And we have got to get to the place, I wrote this in my notes today, we have got to the pla- get to the place where we are radically obedient to God, right? So we can move forward in the things of his spirit. A lot of times we are not radically obedient to God and we want to follow our own instructions, right? And God is looking for surrender and obedience. And a lot of times when God asks us to do something because it's outside our norm, we'll shut down because it challenges us. Can I tell you this? God is waiting at the point of your obedience for your miracle. God is waiting at the point of obedience for your miracle. That's where your miracle is. At the point of obedience. We have got to begin to radically obey God. Radically. Even when it challenges us. Even when it's uncomfortable for us. At the point of your obedience is where your miracle is going to occur. So when all these things were going crazy last week in my life, like when the winds and the waves were whatever in my life all week long, this supernatural energy, this fresh strength was given to me. And then I, to obey Him, can I tell you something? Just to rest and obey him this weekend. And then when I got up this morning, <laughs> Josiah was asleep and I didn't hear the labor in his breathing and the wheezing. I was like, God, thank you. Like, God, thank you. Like, the labor in his wheezing and bree- breathing was like, God, like, God, thank you. Right? When I, I called my landlord and I was like, this refrigerator is going out. She said, oh, we're not even going to try to fix it. We're just going to get you a new refrigerator. Like, and just just the energy he says he energizes those get tired he gives fresh strength to drop out for even young people tire and drop out we do tire and drop out young folk in their prime stumble and fall but those who wait upon god get fresh strength they spread their wings and soar like eagles they don't run and get tired they don't walk and lag behind When you obey God, you'll never let, even if, can I tell you this? And we're going to go. We're going to do our confession and we're going to go. And I know most of us don't have to go to work anyway. Can I tell you this? When we obey, radically obey God, we will never lag behind. Some of us get into a rush because we don't want to wait on God. If you will radically obey God, even in the season where God is saying to you, I need you just to wait. To stand still. To don't move yet. Follow the instructions. You'll never lag behind. God will always move you at the speed of God. You'll never lag behind. You never have to try to make yourself famous. You never have to try to blow your business up. You'll never lag. You'll never lag. I wrote that down. I'm going to say this again. God is waiting at the point of your obedience That's where your miracle is. So if the instructions this weekend for us were to rest, there's a miracle in the making because you obeyed him and rested. If the instructions for you in this season is to trust, there's a miracle in trusting him. My God, can I show you this real quick? Can I just show you this? I was reading this this morning and it just threw me for a little bit and I never saw this, right? I was so focused on the miracle that it happened. Remember when, um, it's in John, and I think it's the sixth chapter, Jesus had fed the 5,000, right? And about the 16th verse, he had fed the 5,000. They had experienced the miracle of the 5,000, right? And and <laughs> then we skip down, and it says, That evening, 16th verse, Jesus' disciples went down to the shore to wait for him. But as darkness fell... And Jesus still hadn't come back. They got into the boat and headed across the lake towards Capernaum. Soon, a gale swept down on them and the sea grew very rough. They had rowed three or four miles. Then suddenly they saw Jesus walking on the water towards the boat. Now, the miracle and the evidence for Jesus to demonstrate his glory to them is very present. That's what I always focused on. But today I was heightened to what if the reason the storm came was cuz they didn't wait on him? <laughs> what if the only reason and Jesus was Jesus, his glory was gotten out this situation. But what if the only reason this storm came cuz it says they went down to the shore to wait for him but as darkness fell and Jesus still hadn't come back they got in the boat and headed across the, the lake towards Capernaum <laughs> what if the reason the storm came was because they did not want to wait on Jesus now Jesus still was Jesus <laughs> Ooh, I'm gonna go Jesus was still Jesus but what if the reason they experienced this particular storm was just because they didn't want to wait on him <laughs> what what if that's why What did they were they were supposed to be down there waiting on him and then they got on the boat and they took off i was like and i'm not saying this with the scripture said because in the ministry there are other times that they have gone before him like jesus would be like go ahead and go before me But this particular time, there is no emphasis on the instructions. Like usually Jesus would say, wait or whatever, right? There was no, but they were supposed to be waiting on him and they knew it. Well, they didn't. They got in the boat and they took off. (laughs) And when they got in the boat and they took off, they experienced the storm. Now, Jesus got the glory out of the situation. But what if they didn't wait? What if the reason that they experienced this particular storm was because they refused to wait on him? (laughs) They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount upon wings like eagles. I don't want to experience any necessary storms, unnecessary storms in my life because I won't wait on you. That's it. Can we do our confessions? This has been so powerful. (laughs) This has been so powerful. Father God, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for the ability to wait on you even in a storm. We thank you, Lord God, that we get supernatural strength this morning to keep our eyes on you, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, that we, we, we are growing in grace. That we leave murmuring and complaining and griping behind today. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to get our confessions in. If you're new to the devotional, we end this always in confessions. Oh, my God. Yeah, become radical in your obedience to him. Radical in your obedience. Radical. I uh, I need to repent. I'm sorry, Lord, and obey something he asked me to do. Father God, I (laughs) repent. I need to go do what you asked me to do radical in your obedience to him even if it does not make sense Ooh, ooh! lord i thank you radical in your obedience even if it doesn't make sense let's get our confessions in come on y'all Ooh, my god i'm a new creature in christ old things have passed away behold all things are new that's why we confessing because he told us to confess that's why we're not getting off the devotional until we confess because he told us to confess. This was him telling us to confess. Woo! I'm a new creature in Christ. So your confessions are not in vain, even if you don't understand them. My God, Lord, I thank you for your faithfulness. I'm a new creature in Christ. All things have passed away. But all things are new. I've died and been raised with Christ and now seated in heavenly places. I'm dead to sin, alive unto righteousness. No weapon that is formed against me shall prosper, but every tongue that rises against me in judgment, I shall show to be in the wrong. I prosper in everything I put my hands to. I have prosperity in all areas of my life, spiritually, financially, mentally, and socially. I take every thought captive unto the obedience of Jesus Christ, casting down every imagination and every high and lofty thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Therefore, all my thoughts are positive. I do not allow Satan to use my spirit as a garbage dump by meditating on negative things that he offers me. I do not speak negative things on purpose that my mouth shall not transgress. I will speak forth the righteousness of God all day long. I never bind a sister or a brother with the words of my mouth. I'm always a positive encouragement. I edify and build up, I never tear down or destroy. I'm a believer, not a doubter. I'm slow to speak, quick to hear, slow to anger. I'm a doer of the word, I meditate on his word all day long. I will study the word of God, I will pray. I never get tired or grow weary when I study the word. Pray, minister or praise God, but I'm alert and full of energy. And as i study i become more alert and more energized i'm a giver it is more blessed to give than to receive i love to give i have plenty of money to give away all the time i cast all my care on the lord for he cares for me i don't have a spirit of fear but of power of love and of sound mind i do not fear and i am not guilty i'm not passive about anything but i deal with all things in my life immediately I do not judge my brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus after the flesh. I'm a spiritual man and I'm judged by no one. I operate in all the gifts of the Holy Spirit, which are tongues and interpretation of tongues, the working of miracles, discerning of spirits, word of faith, the word of knowledge, word of wisdom, healing and prophecy. I walk in the spirit all the time. I've been set free. I'm free to love, to worship, to trust with no fear or rejection of being hurt. I have compassion and understanding for all people. I do not hate or walk in unforgiveness. I catch the enemy and all his deceitful lies. I cast them down and choose whether to believe the word of God. Work is good. I enjoy work. I do all my work excellently and with great prudence making the most of all my time i'm a responsible person i enjoy responsibility and i rise to every responsibility in jesus i'm creative because the holy spirit lives in me I take good care of my body, I eat right, I look good, I feel good, and I weigh what God wants me to weigh. Pain cannot successfully come against my body because Jesus bore all my pain. I lay hands on the sick and they recover. I have a teachable spirit. I do not think more highly of myself than I ought to in the flesh. I've humbled myself and God has exalted me. I do what I say I will do and I get where I'm going on time. I don't hurry and rush. I do one thing at a time. I'm anointed of God for ministry. My God. I'm obedient wife and no rebellion operates in me. My husband is wise. He is the king and priest of my home. Hey, baby. (laughs) He makes godly decisions. All my children have lots of Christian friends. And God has set aside a Christian wife or husband for each of them. My children love to pray and study the word. They openly and boldly praise God. My children make right choices according to the word of God. All my household are blessed in their deeds. We're blessed when we come in and when we go out. And all that I own is paid for. I owe no man nothing except to love him. Woo! That's our confessions. Hey, don't forget Ladies Bible Study. Um, don't forget tomorrow we're going to release registration for... Um, we're going to release... Yeah, And I'm so sorry for going over today. We're going to release registration for the next Pillow Talk. That'll be limited space. There'll also be online limited space. So don't forget that. Don't forget Feed the Streets. is coming up this Saturday. Um, go get registered to be a part of Feed the Streets. Also, if you want to be connected to this ministry and become a partner of this ministry, log on to the website and you can give there. LakeishaMJohnson.com Or you can cash app us. Dollar sign LMJ Ministry. Oh my God, Father God, thank you for the giving of our people. Bless the giving of our people. Let your face shine upon them. Give them more seed to sow and may more fruit abound to their account. The last thing is, if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I want you to make today the decision for you to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Repeat after me, dear Jesus. I know I have sinned against you. I'm sorry for my sins. I ask you to come into heart and take away my sins. And I promise to love and follow you as best as I can. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. If you prayed that prayer, send us an email. Thank you for tuning into our podcast.